0: Welcome to Hannah's Heart.
1: So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we
0: are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God, and God heard her and was with her.
1: So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating, and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed, and the priest was like, Why are you drunk at the temple? Because it can become an obsession when you want a child so deeply. Desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day.
0: This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough.
1: Hey, I'm Ann, And I'm Kendra. And you're listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. Yeah, so Hannah's
0: Heart is all about clinging to Christ through infertility and miscarriage. And today's episode, we have some amazing guests in the studio with us. We are really excited. Yes. We don't want you to just hear from the ladies. Men right. experience the effects of infertility as well. So we right. have our husbands with us. So I have um, my handsome, hunky husband, Eric. Well, thank you for that <laughs> uh, epic intro. <laughs>
1: Good to have you here. And we have on Will, my sweet hubby. Thank He's you. handsome.
0: <laughs> handsome <laughs> as well. Hello, I love, hello. I love.
1: And today we are actually <coughs> going to be hearing
0: Ann and Will's story. We want you guys to get to know us as couples right. and a little bit about what we've gone through. So we're gonna just jump right in. Sounds good. Okay. Lots to cover. Yes, let's start from the beginning. Um, let's how how did you guys meet each other and what's your story?
2: So I I was uh <laughs> I was fifteen. Yep. And she uh, started going to the same high school mm-hmm. and was 16.
1: Yeah, don't tell anybody. You babies. Yeah. <laughs> I was cool. I was
2: cool for a year. When I was a senior, she was a freshman in college. So. <laughs> I just you didn't tell anybody. Major yet. street credit for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was cool. But she was not
1: I fast. was in college. And people would be like, say, so you date somebody? I was like, yeah, he doesn't go here. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he goes to another school. Yeah.
1: He's Congrats. at another school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't ask where. Um, anyway, we... What we were in, we dated for like six and a half years, I guess, before we got engaged. Yeah, wow. got a engaged actually
2: on my birthday. On your birthday, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: 2014. And then we got married right out a year later, June 27th mm-hmm. of the next year. So y'all
0: knew each other pretty well by the time you got married. Yes. Pretty. I mean, we thought, but oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, now, yeah.
1: that you, now that you've been married for a while <clears throat> and you were throwing around the L word in high school,
2: what do you think about that now? <laughs> I think I, I definitely. I loved Dan as much as I knew mm. I could. Right. At that as time. much as
1: a 15 yeah. year you old know. could. Right. Now, right.
2: does a 15 year old know what love in a marriage is? No. Yeah. I, I don't think so. But
1: I, def- I definitely think it changes. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. from when we first got married, you know. Sure. I think Brother Bird, so he's the one that married us. And I remember him saying when we got married, he said, you know, you love each other now. He said, but when, you know, 40 years comes, 50 years comes, that you'll, you'll even know mm-hmm. what love is even more than. Yeah. mm so, um, and I think through this whole process that we'll get into, we've definitely loved each other more, mm-hmm. you know, through this For process. Sure.
0: Well, well, let's talk about that. like when did you guys start talking about like having kids? Was that something in the dating process or
1: yeah, so the we, desire always there? I think we just kind of knew like without even really talking about it that we would both want children, but uh, we definitely had that conversation before we got engaged sometime or another, yeah. I think I talked to you how um, it was on my heart to foster or adopt one day. I didn't know what that meant yet, but I knew I wanted to know more about foster care and adoption then, so. Mm. So when was it that you guys actually started trying to have a baby was it Uh, like right after you got married or no you know we had that like two-year plan yeah Mm -hmm. everybody's got that like two-year plan but yeah we were probably two years in whenever we were like okay now it could be a good time our house was getting remodeled and that's i guess when i got off of birth control so when i did get off birth control to make a long story short we were off control for about a year you know obviously before we thought of anything that was going wrong but during that year i did experience two different times of like super weird symptoms that i didn't Mm. realize were anything at that point in time but one time i woke up in the middle of the night like what two o'clock in the morning
2: yes yeah
1: and uh just i was hurting so bad i just like tapped him on his shoulder you know in bed to try and I woke him up, and we went to the emergency room there. You know, one thing led to another. They did some tests and some blood work, but didn't really do any internal testing and just sent me home on pain pills, and so that's all I... And
2: I'm like, (laughs) no, that's... I know my wife. She's not just... It's not nothing.
1: Something is really wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I kind of just felt like they just thought I was making up the pain. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But anyway, yeah, I got sent home with some pain pills to keep in my purse for whenever that happened again. And it did. It did. That pain happened again. I don't know if it was the exact same thing or not. Um, But... After that year, I went to um, my doctor, my OB then, and this is, you know, before any diagnosis or anything like that. Um, and I was almost excited for that appointment because I was like, oh, it's it's been 12 months now, you know, like. I would, you wanted to get answers. And yeah. And they're going to yeah. find what's wrong. Right. Hmm. So I go to that appointment and tell her well, I've been off birth control, yada, yada. And um, she, instead of being like, you know any type of encouraging it was just like um well I doubt you're gonna have any problems at all like come back in six months I bet you'll be pregnant by then come back and see me if not and then we'll kind of get a game plan you know but I bet you'll be pregnant and then um so you're like I'm already I've already waited right Uh, get me started I I feel like I just looked at her like but but this is this is how you do it like I looked this up online you know like (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but uh, anyway, so that happened, and she she mentioned some other things. She gave me some pamphlets on getting genetic testing done. She was like, "Are you are you sure you're ready to have a baby? Have y'all done any genetic testing?" And I was like, uh, "No, I." what it like what do you mean genetic testing you know I just knew I hadn't heard any of my friends talk about that but she gave me some pamphlets and it's not her job to (laughs) ask if you're ready to have a baby (laughs) come on now well that's you know I don't even really think about it then I think it's a little weird she says some other offhanded things um at that appointment and I get home and I'm telling Will you know what all happened and I was like she gave me these pamphlets you know to look through and then he even was like that's what do you mean genetic? Like, why would we do that? You know? So, yeah. um, cause and regardless we would want that baby anyway, mm. you know? Yeah. It wouldn't matter. So important. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So you had
0: some, some trouble with doctors listening and seeing you as people at the beginning. What, yeah. how did that make you feel?
1: I just remember feeling like I was wrong, mm. you know, like or kind of silly for thinking anything and for I, asking I
0: was, questions. Yeah,
1: and, and like, it's, I felt like I they were thinking I was wanting the attention on me mm. but that was not like I didn't want attention on me you know but um and at that point I still at that year mark I still didn't think really anything about the going to the hospital um or having I had some really weird symptoms when I got off of birth control that I had like a 15 day cycle or what I thought was a cycle and that same doctor I called told her how much pain I was in, this is my cycle, and I called two different times and both times they were like, that's just normal when you get off birth control, that's just something that happens. But anyway, when I got to the doctor, my uh, fertility specialist, um, you sought somebody else yes. after not getting help. Yes, okay. a friend of mine who's a nurse. She, I told her about my experience at this OB. And um, she was like, and please let me make you an appointment mm. for Dr. Williams in New Albany. And... Um, she did, and she actually went with me. She and another good friend of mine um, to that appointment, and she helped me. We were there for a long time, and she helped me walk through that whole appointment of like what he was saying, what we were talking about, and so because um, at that time I didn't actually know that anything was going to be wrong. It, it, to do it again, I might have wanted Will to go, but at the same, my friend helped me so much at that appointment yeah, so, i'm super
2: grateful they were able to go yeah I that's
1: mean, when think, you first got a diagnosis was after that meeting yeah so i go to the doctor yeah. and he gets you know this is over now a few week process um after that first appointment um i was i went back multiple times i feel like within the first few weeks yeah um because he was doing blood work so at obviously different times of the mm. month and then um Anyway, he, um, he ended up diagnosing me with PCOS, mm. and that, that day, my first day there, he thought that that's what it was because of the blood work. Um, PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome, and mm. I, I had never heard of that before I was at the doctor, but um, he ended up diagnosing me that day with PCOS or what he thought was going to be. And mm. so after that, we continued visits for a few weeks, and then that's when he made that Official diagnosis of polycystic ovarian syndrome. What was
0: that like for you all getting a
1: diagnosis and dealing with the emotional impact of that?
2: Uh, I mean, it's nice to to get some answers, right (laughs) for once.
1: Yeah, that's what I, I remember Leaving the doctor's office that first visit with my friends and we made a day of it and went and got lunch and all that but I remember feeling relieved, like, oh, we have answers, like, somebody listened to me, like, there's actually something going on, I'm not crazy, but then, like, by that night, and I'm telling Will about it, and thinking about it, it was like, you know, as the time went on, it was like, oh, but there, there is something going on, and Infertility and it could have been a miscarriage because we we talked about I told him about my stint in the hospital Mm. and um, without seeing anything he was thinking that was a miscarriage and then um, he ended up getting all that paperwork sent over from the hospital to his clinic and he ended up calling What happened that night? That I was in so much pain—a miscarriage. So, so this happened to you possibly multiple times. Yeah, and you
0: didn't know that until speaking with this doctor, right? Right. Right. What was that like to grieve that loss? Oh,
2: yeah, it was weird, right? Because it was—you're grieving a loss that didn't happen at that time. Mm. It happened, you know, a while a while back. You know, uh, what would it have been?
1: A year. Yeah.
2: So it was, it was. It was honestly just, just kind of weird. Um, and again, yeah, you get, you're getting answers. Then, then you're finding out. You, you know, you, you had some losses, and, and it really, it, at that time, began. You know, we'd get, we'd start getting answers because we'd go to the doctor oh, multiple times <laughs> a month. Lots of times. <laughs> you know, we would get some answers. Then it'd be like, okay, well, since this is the answer, then we're gonna start trying to do this and then there was another unknown yeah you know
0: when did the reality of that that was a
1: life really hit you Uh, sometimes I still feel like it still hits me yeah when we talk about having four miscarriages I used to still feel kind of silly because I was like well I don't get like did we was that for sure a miscarriage you know and then I one of my friends she looked at me one day because I was struggling with that and, um, she's like, and if you feel like that's a miscarriage, like that's a miscarriage, you don't need any proof right. that that, like that happened to you and it's okay to acknowledge that. And so, mm. um, yeah. but it did bother me. Like, obviously, you know, you lose a child and you don't know the gender cause it's so early and stuff. But like, I'd never thought about losing a child and not knowing that I lost a child, mm. you know? So like putting realizing that a year later and it's like nobody even grieved that baby like wow. you know it, was, uh, yeah, it still bothers me sometimes.
0: so while that season was going on in your life will what was it like <coughs> to see and walk through this and was there any time that like you all either one of you struggled with depression or felt like you lost yourself
2: uh yeah probably sh- all that yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> at some point um man. And yeah, thinking back, um, I mean, I've probably never talked to God, uh, like I had during that time. Um, which, you know, we're talking times of, of, of major frustration, even (laughs) in all honesty, you know, hollering at God, you know, Mm -hmm. just what is going on, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that, we as a couple are walking through, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it is something that Ann is dealing Her with. Body Her specifically body specifically had yeah, more. You know, mm-hmm. and so, man, it, um, yeah, some some deep conversations uh, with the Lord, of course, uh, and then really just a lot of listening to Ann. I mean, I had to learn, I had to learn that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was nothing, I, I, you know, I feel like most times husbands, guys, we want to be able to fix whatever it is for our wives, right? Mm-hmm. And (laughs) I couldn't fix nothing, Mm. you know, uh, but all I could do was just be there for her the whole time. And, and, and so that's all I started trying to do, you know, Mm. um, I I don't know, you know, if there was a specific point that I realized that, uh, Mm. but yeah, I just feel like that's what God ended up telling me, you know, we'll just be there for her.
0: Trusting the Lord with your spouse is so hard, especially yeah. when you see them grieving in a way that you only the Lord can help. Yeah. Well, Ann, yeah. how about
1: you? Um, yeah, I I, uh, stro- definitely struggled, like even kind of knowing myself anymore, mm. you know, like, um, I think we could have some story after story with that. Um, but there was one time I had a dream and, uh, I, my, me and my grandmother were always really close. My grandma, who Jane will be named after, um, but spoiler I, alert, we're coming to that part later. That's okay. Yes. <laughs> um, but go ahead, continue. But um, so I had always wanted my children to know my grandparents, mm. and it because of their age and our age and stuff like that. I had a feeling that that would not get to happen, mm. and so anyway. Um I had a dream one night and my at that time it was three miscarriages that we had had and Wills one of Wills grandmothers and then both my grandmothers were in rocking chairs in heaven holding all three of our babies rocking them oh, gosh. and so wow um anyway I it, I can still see that so vividly oh. in my head but uh anyway I woke up one morning and I told him I was like I had a, a dream last night and I really f- Like the Lord let me have that dream, and Mm. so, um, He gave you the
0: peace you needed in that moment, yeah, Mm.
1: because it was sweet, you know. Thinking, I always thought that my grandmother wouldn't get to meet my babies, but Mm. then, you know, realizing that she got to meet them before Mm. we did, you know, so (sighs) that's precious, um, but yeah, it's sweet. Well,
0: let's go into the next part of your journey because you guys, in the middle of all of this, started foster care. What led you to that?
2: Uh, well. You know, it was like we said, definitely something that we had talked about and it um we had always thought that we would wait, you know, have our own
1: right, biological right. kids first, <laughs> you
2: know, and then uh and then start foster care. Um but uh I think something for me I mean I think we both had different time it was something and honestly Anne was probably just ready to go ahead and do it just like at any point.
0: It was a need inside you, right? And there was a a space in your house. right?
1: Right. That's something that I've vocalized to you before. You know, like there were two empty bedrooms in our house and it bothered me that there were kids out there that needed bedrooms and Mm. we had two and nobody was in those. So
2: so it's something we talked about and prayed through. And uh, so, yeah, at some point I was like, look, we got love to give, Mm -hmm. you know, um, this is, you know, we're still walking through infertility mm-hmm. um, and we're going to keep walking through it. But hey, I'm ready to, to give some love. So,
0: well, and what's some of the things that you've learned through fostering? Because you've had a couple different <laughs> families come
1: through. Yeah, yeah. Um, that parenting is hard and parenting <laughs> someone else's children, I feel like maybe even harder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but foster care, it, it it's hard. It, I'm not gonna lie to anybody and say mm-hmm. like it's just such a blessing. It is such a blessing, but mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. hard. Um, mm-hmm. but one thing that had always been on my mind, um, and I'm not, I'm definitely not trying to call us Jesus here at all, but I feel like Je- the Lord had always put on my heart like how much more like Jesus can you get? Mm-hmm. Like you know, there's a possibility you're gonna love this child. It's you're such giving a picture your heart. of heart. love, right? You're literally opening your home to children in need. Mm-hmm to families really like those families are involved in this process too mm-hmm. and so um anyway but yeah you're you're possibly giving your heart to these children and you're not going to get that in return you know because you don't know how long these kids are going to be in your house you know
0: so you're fostering for a while and then also continuing some fertility treatments
1: mm-hmm. yeah well, we uh so after, you know, going to lots of visits with Dr. Williams, he started me on different medicines and we continued those cycles. And sometimes we would go twice a month, sometimes once a month, you know, mm-hmm. and so it was just different things that we would try along there. And, um, we did some IUIs in the middle of all this, which is intrauterine insemination. Yeah, not fun. <laughs> not fun. Yeah. Um, but, um, so during, yeah, during that time, foster care and, um, for treatments for infertility were going on at the same I don't know time. how you
0: did all of that because it feels like a part-time <laughs> job when you're dealing with infertility and having to go yes. to the doctor's office. And you guys had foster children that you're running to appointments and things. That's yes. a lot. <laughs> yeah. But you know, saying it, it out loud was, sounds crazy. You had a little special blessing that came into your yes. life. I don't know if you want to talk about yes. that. Yes,
1: that's MG. That's <laughs> what we'll call him on here. Um, but he came into our lives last July in Mm -hmm. twenty twenty and um we picked him up from the hospital when he was two days old. And um if you meet him and I know you have Mm -hmm. you just love him. You just fall in love with him and smile ear to ear. Yes, yes. He's the best. That's what we say. And God's really used him in your life to He yes. I I definitely um I definitely don't think I would be where I am today Mm. if it wouldn't be for that little boy in our Mm -hmm. house right now. So Mm -hmm. right now he's still with us. Um, we still don't know exactly what that'll all look like, but, um, we're
0: going to have some episodes where we specifically deal with fostering. And I have a lot more questions for you guys, (laughs) but, um, as we don't have a whole lot of time left in the program, let's go ahead and talk about where you are now and what's happened this year.
1: Okay. So in February we were told, um, That basically, Dr. Williams, after Mm -hmm. I've had a surgery now in the last four years and IUIs, all the all the things, um, we were told in February that IVF would be the basically the only way to conceive Mm. a biological child. And so, what were your concerns with that when IVF (laughs) came to the table? uh, Well, we don't have thirty thousand (laughs) dollars, and ouch. But also with, as of right now, we have three foster kiddos in our home. And mm. at that time we did too. And, um, I cannot imagine trying to do everything that you have to do for IVF, having jobs, having full-time foster jobs. kids, full-time foster mom, and I oh, still having a family and you know, it's, it's too much. And so, yeah. um, for the first time, I feel like I will I think you're already kind of ready to like mm-hmm. be done with the treatments for now? Like let's just take a break. Um yeah. But in February, whenever he said that, I feel like the Lord was just like, it's okay. Like just breathe for a little bit and like you don't have to pursue this right now because I'll immediate, it was, immediately immediately was just like. Okay, well, what what do we do now? And then it was all of a sudden like, I don't want to do it. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. You and know? well, you were
0: ready a little before her. Tell us what was going on in your mind. Yeah,
2: sure. Yeah, I mean that was and and I think I had voiced it, you know, because mm-hmm. she would she would ask and you know, and I just would be honest, mm-hmm. you know, and I would say, and honestly, I I don't really know if it's what she was wanting to hear. Yeah, at, no, at the I time, wasn't ready at the you time. You know, and mm-hmm. and that you know i would just tell her, you know, darling, like it. I, I really think it's okay, you know, if we just let go of this for now, you know, and
0: Not forever, um, but for a little breather. Yeah, right, yeah.
2: right. And so, yeah, whenever February came and she she said, I, I felt, and she said it, it, she was okay, mm. you know, with, yeah, let's, let's take a break. So
0: much of this journey is trying to be on the same page with your sure. spouse. when oh, Sometimes yeah. they're not, and you have to have those honest conversations.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. It's hard.
2: And I think it's important to be honest, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, in those situations, if you're not, then that
1: uh, Cause a lot of conflict. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, I deleted my tracker app for mm-hmm. cycles and stopped some medicine. I continue to take a medicine metformin for PCOS, um, but. Uh, yeah, we'd stop going to the doctor as much. And it was honestly like a breath of fresh air. And it was the first time I said, I, I said it out loud to the Lord. I was like, God, if, if you don't ever give me a biological baby, I'm okay. And that was the Ooh. first time. Yeah, no, I never thought I was going to be able to say that, to be honest with you, like hearing people say that, you know, on different podcasts I would listen to. Um, I always thought like, I don't think I would ever get to that point. Um, but I've, I feel like the Lord really I used mean, uh, our our little MG. I'm about to say, I mean, there's and, no way to
2: explain it, but yeah, I mean, just having just having little man, yeah. I mean, he just, golly, <laughs> yeah. Just
1: have, I, I feel like He used him so much, and yeah. that that baby boy will never know, you know, how much. But anyway, then um, May came around, and. Um, in May, we had our first home positive pregnancy test, what? and yeah, and so was it a surprise? Um, it was a, such a surprise. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> such a surprise. So, um anyway, yeah, the the Lord actually, I had a dream one night, and I was telling someone I was pregnant with a baby girl, and that next morning I was doing my devotion, and I literally feel like I heard the Lord just softly say like hey it's time to go take a test and I was not I mean my cycle was three days away so it wasn't like anything was necessarily going on a a week or two prior I um I just really felt like the Lord had been putting it on my heart to be praying for baby Jane and I thought that that baby was going to come through foster care or adoption Mm -hmm. so I was praying for her parents and for her if she was here yet and little did I know, I was praying for us. And so that's incredible. Anyways. That's the best thing I've heard <laughs> yeah. all week for sure. So,
0: wow. Thank you, Lord. What an encouragement yeah. to those of yeah. us that are in the journey to see um, how God's written your story. But one last question for you mm-hmm. What has it been like now having a child, having dealt with infertility? Does it still affect you in any way now? Mm. Every day. Really? Every day. How so? What,
2: what what do you mean? What, I'm sorry. I don't... Do
0: you struggle with fears of the pregnancy or? Oh, concerns? yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. So I'm thinking as we're, I mean, I remember going back to when she told me. Mm-hmm. And I've never had such a flood of emotions. Mm. I mean, I, I've never been more speechless. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: So excited yet, you know, so worried at the same time. Mm. But, so uh, it
0: continues to impact the way that you have to trust God on the journey. It day. doesn't stop Absolutely. once the bun's in the right. oven. right? right. Sure. Well, y'all's story is so incredible. And thank you so much for sharing with us. We want to delve into some of these topics in future episodes. So, Will, I hope you'll come back and join Absolutely. us again. Absolutely, um, Before we close here, Anne, would you mind closing in prayer for those that might be hearing this story and, and need to be encouraged? Yeah.
1: Uh, Father God, I come to you right now. Thank you for this opportunity, God. God, thank you for our story. I never did really think I would be able to say that, but thank you. Thank you for this life inside me, God. I pray over these women who are listening right now, God. Give them peace and just be with them and show them that you love them. In your name I pray, amen.
0: Well, thank you for listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio.